was as if he'd kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Kia ora and good and over to Today Radio Studio 4 in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. As you know it, you are with myself, Nathan Snade, and my partner in crime tonight, Anton Agassi. How are you doing, my friend? No Scott again. He promises us on Sunday. I know last Wednesday, well, you made a promise to be here on Sunday as well. We'll come into that a little bit later. But you are my main man. Yep, I'm here. I'm here to uh, give you a hand. We've got a we've got a cracking show today. I reckon, um, really good stuff coming up. Uh, looking forward to it. Should be a good one. It should be a good one indeed. Um, it's show one for for tonight. Um, before we get into the numerological or the numbers, the numerological numerology. Let's, let's call it that. Um, it's been wet, wet, wet. You played for the national team at the stud. On Saturday, well, you're out. You're out on the park at least. You're in, involved in the squad. Was it slippery and wet on the field? Because I listen. I didn't even get to the game. It was yeah. too wet and it was too windy for for me. Even though I could have been under the stands. A poor excuse, I know. But how slippery was it on the weekend? So um, didn't didn't quite get on the field, unfortunately. But um, from what from what it looked like, it was pretty uh, pretty greasy out there. Definitely, I want to say second half, really, sort of middle of the game. It was chucking it down. Um, like rain or was it just a drizzle? Because no, sometimes no, when it's it drizzle, was, it you get a good slide. I but. think you can see if you look on some of the pictures um, from, from the game, it is, it is pretty chucking it down at one point. Um, but, I mean, look, the pitch is nice. It's uh, It wasn't, I want to say it wasn't very windy. Um, and it was surprisingly surprisingly warm. I thought it was going to be colder. We've, we've had games in there in November before and it's been like, you know, frosty cold. So, um, yeah, it was wet. It was definitely wet. There was definitely a few drop balls, a few <laughs> understandable uh, yeah. with that, with it with it being a little bit greasy. Well, listen, if you ever don't, if you ever get concerned about the cold and the wet, you know you can always come and play, play squash again. I saw you yep. last week down on the courts hitting it, and we should probably lay a challenge. But um, Tony Drennan, we we might Reece Williams, a, a, uh, Anton Agassi, and also Scott Brown. I think. Yeah, we get we get all the Luxembourg rugby boys to come down and do a squash tournament. Uh, winner takes all. Winner takes all. Now I've seen a few of you on the on the court, mate. You're you're, you're paying sh- you're, you're paying short odds. That's for sure. It's been it's been. It must be what when when was I? It's got to be at least sort of eight years, maybe something like that yeah, since you, I played you, squash. 15, 14, maybe 14, 15, 15, 15 so when you stopped. I went and had a go at it after um, helping at the little Lions, and uh, it is so satisfying. It's really good because I, I was watching all the, the 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 guys in their train and stuff all day. The uh, the people in top squash, and I thought, oh, you know what? I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave yeah. it. I was like, you know what? Go ahead. Let's have a go. And um, 
yeah, I forget how bloody long it takes to warm the ball up, and then well, <laughs> once you, you get the going, wrong ball, we can I can I can sort that out. We can use the make sure that you've got the right ball. That is for sure. We're going to come back onto that squash because we could probably start laying. So I could start putting some odds together on yeah. who would win the squash tournament. <laughs> I tell you what, you're very very short, my friend. It is the eighth of November tonight. Um, as, as I say, we're live in the show, um, but you could be listening to it on replay, which is uh, replayed tomorrow at 10 a.m., of course, and uh, or otherwise you could uh, podcast it up or uh, through Spotify, Spotify. Or, or, or on the play platform, of course. Now, listen, please get involved in the show. We, we like your comments and your banter, um, and that doesn't mean you have to be live tonight. Um, uh, messaging us, you can message us, message us at any time, 621 52-5000 is the number here at Today Radio. Or you can obviously always get hold of us on our socials on the Instagram and Facebook. And Scotty's pretty, to be honest with you. He's all over that uh, all over that stuff. If you want to come onto the show, just drop us a bell. We're always, we always like a bit, of, bit more punditry. We're always looking for new people, new yeah. guests, new sports. Yeah, new sports, exactly. And, we, and, and someone that shares a bit of banter, because that's yeah. what sports is about as well. Sharing, sharing the banter and, yeah, the love. Let's say now to sh- uh, sh- tonight's show number one four four. What does it mean? Well, I had a look around. Not much. It's all about lovey dovey, but like one two, uh, one four two and one four three. So I didn't. Uh, I didn't really want to get into it. And as you know, on Sunday I gave you a big blurb about one four three, the I love you sign. I gave you a bit about the origin of one four three, and I even gave you um, uh, interesting fact on one four three before the internet. You know the pages? Do you remember pages? Well before your time? No? Well before my time. Okay, you know a token that you get from the bank that you yeah. could... Uh, well, no, I've seen I've seen pages. Like, pages I've, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, so yeah. short message, you could put 143 or 142 as we discussed, and that's how it came, came that's about. That's cute. Pretty cool. I also um, brought up a story about um, 111. Did I tell you about the 111? No, you haven't. 111 was basically to do with um, the South African rugby team. We know they beat New Zealand by one point. We know they beat uh, South um, Fr- France. France, England, England, New Zealand in that order, and they won by one point on all occasions. Now, 111 is known in, as a Nelson in cricketing speak, let's terminology. say, a year terminology, and it's an and it's unlucky number. You don't want to get like, as soon as someone's on 111, you don't want to get out. I think Scott got a 111 on the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> um, or a two 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 three 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 four four four, and that's if you're as good as Maxwell yesterday, which we'll um, bring in the sh- into the show a little bit later. But however, so South Africa got a one 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 because they won by one point on three occasions, and not only that, if you add up the scores of the 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 team when they beat the other scores when South Africa beat France. And then you add up the scores when they beat England and the same again versus New Zealand, the two scores together. Yeah. Guess what score you got? Is it 1-1-1? One, 1-1-1. One, one. One, one, one. Spooky. I'm going to go that little... We're, we're living in a matrix, Nathan. It's yeah. All, it's all scripted. Yeah. Yeah. So we, as I said, 1-1-1, one, 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 referred to as a Nelson, also would remind the South Africans about the inspired 95 box in Nelson Mandela. But let's break down and go that step further. Springbok. Okay. Hey, how good you, 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 you should be good because over the last few weeks we've been testing I've it. I've been okay. practicing. All right. This is my daily maths lesson. So the letter S is the 19th word. 19th, uh, 19th letter. letter in the alphabet. Yes. P is 16. Yes. Plus R is not 18. Yes. I is 9. N is the 14th. 
G is the seventh. B is the second. O is the fifteenth. And K is the eleventh. Which makes... 111. That is scary. That is scary. There's so many things. For the South Africans, what a wonderful coincidence. I say for the South Africans because it's not for the Kiwis or a destiny that was meant to be for the Springboks as an incredible event in history. But from a Kiwi to throw it back at them, would you say Springbok or Springboks? Spring... Springboks. Yeah, they, they, see, if they put another S in, they would have had mm. another uh, an, another 19. So they would have had well, 130. They, they, are, they are the Springboks, but their logo is a Springbok. Spring it's only one. Oh, good argument. Throw them back in there. If I'm being dead, uh, devil's advocate. Yeah. I mean, I, to, to be honest with you, with, with the listeners, I like this because each uh, number obviously has a unique energy and vibration about it. Um, yeah, and it can influence our lives in many little ways. And, and then in, in sport... You know, it's associated, we need the points, it's involved with astrology, mythical practices, you could say. And that's very South African, isn't it? Because they certainly, remember one, um, I remember one coach there not so long ago was talking about the donkeys and carrying Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> it's found its way into it, this world of sport and it's found its way into Let's Talk Sport as you uh, know it. Let's take a short break and then we're going to have to go back go into what's on in the world today. Yes! He's done it! He's Houdini! He's Houdini! And he's put Gardner over! Daniel Gardner has scored! What about Andrew King? Put him in the circus! Put him somewhere! He's too good for this game! Well, the juggler! The juggler's come out at Brookie! Unbelievable! The crowd's gone berserk here! Juggling, juggling, juggling! Where's his red nose? That is right, eh? the juggler, the juggler, the juggler. He's in everything. One of, again, as I said to you every week, I just love this rugby league and I'm not going to stop until I find <laughs> I'm going to have to find some m- more of these commentary moments. Um, as I said, we've got sport and the history in the world coming up and we and, and with that we associate a few birthdays. I know you d- dug around there um, earlier today and you found a few corkers for us. We're also um, we're gonna, we're going to speak to Merlin Hurt, who you know is in, uh, or who we should know is, plays volleyball in Ash, and she's uh, produced a wonderful report for us via WhatsApp. We're going to talk about um, the rugby union, obviously, that was played at the start. You were um, in- involved, Luxembourg versus Austria, on a very wet night. Um, coming up on the 7th of December, we've got the Sports Press Awards night, so I, we know some of the nominees for that, so that would be a good to, for us to chase into. We've also got handball, karate, cyclocross, basketball, and I think we We've even got 10 cents from Brown in there this evening hey. as well. Well Exciting done. He's not, doing, he's not doing anything, but at least he's, he's on his couch now with his, with his little one. And I'm sure he will be firing us a message or two. Yep, here's another WhatsApp message coming in from him. I bet you that would be from uh, Mr. Brown himself. Um, let's crack into it, mate. The history of sport in the world today on the 8th of November 2023. What have you got for me? We have got 1947, on this day in 1947, Donald Bradman scores his 99th first-class cricket century. Uh, 100th South Australian versus Victoria. So uh, I didn't know, not being a a cricket man, I didn't know what, obviously, a first-class century. So first-class cricket is the highest form of the game below international level. 
Um, so he uh, he and a total of 25 other players have achieved this feat um, on uh, 100 occasions or more. Yeah, over 100 occasions. Yeah. So coming back to your first point where you said first-class cricket, when you say first-class cricket, that normally relates to like county yeah. cricket because they're, they're paid to play at that level. It's not playing international. And in Australia, you've got state you've got state cricket yeah. um, as well. And then I know I can certainly speak from New Zealand. You've also got first-class cricket as also the top, uh, the, the, the top regions. And I can tell you in those leagues or leagues, yeah, divisions – Count, yeah, what do you call them? Yeah, leagues. They're, they're damn tough. So to get yeah. to achieve those um, t- statistics at well, Donald Bregman, he did it at, at international I'm sure, uh, yeah. level. Um, just arguably one of the best. And when we go and look in sport and history to the world today, it's just Donald Bregman, Donald Bregman, Donald Bregman. It's up there with the MLB. You'll see loads of major league basketball, um, baseball. You see um, oh, who's the big baseball? Um, oh, who's the big baseball player? The main one, the main, main, main. Oh, I assume he's someone American. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is killing me. This is a <laughs> name that's gone from me. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Right. Oh, Move on to the next stay, Staying on the cricket theme while we're here, we've also got in, on this day in uh, 1987, we've got uh, David Boone uh, scores 75 as Australia beats England by seven runs for their first uh, title uh, World Cup. Uh, the Australian men's cricket team has now won five cricket World Cups. So that was their first in 1987. They've won in 99, 2003, 2007 and 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Um, are they the, have they the, won it the most? I'd say they, I, I would say they, um, they have. Most decorated country when it comes to World Cups? Mm. How many have England got? They've only got one? Because I know, I know they've won it once at least because it was sort of... It went crazy in England when they when they won it, um, but um, five is quite a bit, mate. Do you see what happens staying on Australia and staying on the one um, on the cricket last night? I, I did. I personally haven't witnessed it, but I, the the my my phone went nuts because um, it was Glenn Maxwell. He hit a double century, really. Not many players have done it. I'll, I will um, have to bring up some of this. Some that's of this got. Thing. That's got to take ages, though. Like you must be. Like I mean, obviously, you, you take sort of to get break, a double century. Yeah, you take bre- breaks and stuff, but you still like that is a long slog. Well, the be. interesting thing about uh, about this is that he d- he did a ten over bowling spell. Is, uh, and before, right. so when he was when they're in the field and tenor and and he was cramping yeah. and uh, a big shout out to whoever the the, the 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 guys are that are keeping him hydrated and fresh because he was cramping whilst he's yeah. out on the bat he was cramping. You're playing in India, so the conditions are are, are very um, are very hot. But he was uh, halfway off the pitch when he was given out LBW. No, they say the 35 year old is one of the most destructive batters in the game, and this was another example of his game changing talent he hit 10 fours and three sixes in his first century which only came off 76 balls and then that then then he he went off with or didn't go off with cramping but then he had to get sorted out with cramping um in which he received you say treatment on on um, numerous occasions but then he went and took his second century off 54 balls with the most boundaries followed by yeah, uh, incredible, incredible, critical. 
a big shift, to yeah. say the least. He finished the game with a monstrous flick over leg side to bring up his double century off 128 balls, that would included 21 fours and 10, se- 10 sixes. That is really re- remar- um, yeah. remarkable. And, and, and I would say once in a lifetime, because there are, there are a couple of other others that have done it, but that is just, I think the way he did it, in terms of double, I think it's the first t- first time someone's done it when they're chasing chasing yeah. a total as well. I think as well. I feel that cricket is one of those interesting sports. Obviously, it's a team sport, but there's very like there's a very individual aspect to it as well. Obviously, you're working in in twos as well. But I mean, you know, when someone's going on a heater like that, they're trying to keep them batting and stuff like that. So you are you know, centre of attention, everyone is watching you. Like, I'm trying to think of where in, like, football or rugby or other team sports where everything's just on one player, just getting so many, so many, so many points. Like, the, what comes to mind is when Dan Carter got 25 points against the British Irish Lions. Yeah. That kind of level of just bossing your bossing. whole team across the line. And, and one individual can, t- yeah. can take momentum. In fact, just to, just to put things right, at the, st- at the start of the game, when Maxwell came on, that he was facing a hat trick ball, so that means that the, the two players before him had been out. Yeah, oh, really? the Australia were forty nine for four. On. Okay, um, and they were chasing two two ninety two. Um, yeah, and then Australia slumped to ninety one for seven. So he lost a few other partners as well. Yeah, and he yeah pr- yeah he single handedly yeah. won that match. Australia advanced through to the uh, semi finals. Now I think that is yeah through in, in, in the World Cup. So yeah. Huge, huge, are they, huge. Are they favourite to this World Cup? I'm not too. Well, I'd say India would be favourites because they're okay. on, their, on, their, on their home turf and the tracks a little bit is, is naturally, yeah, yeah. naturally favoured um, for 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 the Indians of, of of course. So, yeah, I think I, I think India will do a, do enough to to win the tournament. But if you get performances like uh, oh, yeah, like, like uh, Maxwell yesterday, then yeah, really, really remarkable feat. What else have we got? Well, uh, something slightly different. So we've just had cricket. Now we've got surfing. We've got Rodrigo Coxa um, on this day in 2017 uh, broke the world record surfing the biggest ever wave at 24.4 meters. I'm in, glad in, you delivered in, that. I'm glad you delivered that in meters and not feet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got another one here. I'll let you know in a sec. But 24.4 meters is quite tall. Like I, I'll be honest. I went on holiday last summer. And uh, one of my mates was like, oh, let's try surfing. I think we're in Lanzarote. And there's not massive waves there, but there's little ones that you can go. And I was like, oh, it'd be fairly boring, just some small little waves. These waves weren't very tall. But I got in the water, and these waves were chucking me about like there was yeah, nothing. Ba- yeah, yeah, they belt you about. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they were tiny, right? Twenty, Nearly 25-metre waves. That is terrifying. Um, and that was done in Portugal. I was curious to see what, if that was still the record, as well. a, somewhere that starts with Nez, uh, Nezri or Nez, where, where do they? Where do they? Because uh, that's where they have Nazari, all the is, That's right. Because a, a friend of mine who plays squash, his family come from there, and often they go down and and, yeah. and, and watch where where the world come to will come together. Is that the high? Does that was the highest in twenty? Well, that's the thing. I I had a look, and I I so the the current record now, which was I think broken in twenty twenty three, was by uh, a man named Sebastian. Uh, Stutner, who holds the world record for the biggest wave at 26.21 metres. That's two metres higher. And it's 86 feet. 86 feet. That's the equivalent of I'm surfing an eight-storey eight building. 
Eight, okay, there we go. 26 feet and eight story I can relate to, but I can't relate to... 26 metres uh, and eight stories I can relate to, but I can't relate to 26 metres and 84 feet. I can't relate to feet. Yeah. But, um, but that is... That, that's a monster. That is a big a wave. Monster. I looked at I mean, the picture I, I as well. I wonder what speed they're going. Yeah. I mean, I'd, and I looked at the picture of him and the wave, like he's like almost a speck on the wave. It is that big. It's huge. Um, you need, like you say, you need one, a couple of those jet skis to get, just to get well, you out there. Yeah. How the, hell, how the hell do you get out there? You need a, must have get a helicopter to yeah. take you out over those big waves yeah. and then a jet ski to take you in. But if those waves are going, you're on the jet ski, how do you get out of that? Yeah. You've got to have some big uh, cojones to be to be surfing waves that big. One mistake, and uh, it is very much game over, I reckon. Um, but yeah, that is it for the 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 events. Any, what about the birthdays? Some, you got we've got there. some birthdays. We didn't have too many birthdays today, unfortunately. I think I looked at uh, was it Sunday show, and you seem to have everyone's birthday on there. It was mate. We was had packed, loads. Yeah, there was loads of birthdays on. Um on on that day that's for um today so we have um <laughs> we have a couple interesting ones 1979 um uh, Aaron Hughes is born he's 44 today northern irish defender who made his professional debut in 1997 for newcastle united oh sort of like that he's from northern ireland yeah well there you go and his uh, international debut for northern ireland's national team in 1998 one thing i found interesting is that he's known for his discipline I mean the other Irish players I know, yeah, <laughs> not so not so uh, kind. But he's known for his discipline. Apparently, making more than four hundred Premier League appearances without getting sent off. Now that is impressive. That's Mister Reliable. Either he does not a lot, or he is very very good at, at, at towing the line and making sure he doesn't doesn't get carded. That is insane. Four hundred Premiership appear, uh, Premier League appearances without getting sent off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one it's heck of an third, effort for... Sorry, third for, most in the league's history, which is, I mean, fair play to, to Aaron. Happy birthday, Aaron. Hope you're doing well. Um, this Nin- one... 1979, there was a... There was a who, was, who sang the song 1979? Smashing Pumpkins. 1979, no? Was it? Yeah, 1979. <laughs> one, of their, one of their tracks. Yeah, they didn't play that on my school disco. They didn't play it? No. <laughs> you should, what, they must have. <laughs> they must have. Not, you don't know that song? I might I might have heard of it, but I don't probably don't recognise the name. Mate, you need to you need to start listening to some proper <laughs> some, some proper proper checks. Have a listen to this. I'm just imagining you now walking, walking to school. That is with a 1979, walkman. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that is 1979. What else have you got for us? Right, so well, I threw this one. Like I say, there wasn't a lot of birthdays, so I, I thought I'd had to throw this one in. Is not necessarily known for being uh, uh, an athlete, but we've got acclaimed Scottish chef and television personality. Gordon Ramsay is 57 today. Oh, happy birthday, Gordon. Gordon happy birthday, Gordon Ramsay. Uh, 1966, he was born. Uh, in fact, so I was doing some research. He did actually play uh, football when he was younger. So he he was with the he got picked up by the Scottish Premier League uh, Glasgow Rangers, and he was playing with them until he uh, picked up an injury to his knees, the cartilage in his knees, which basically stopped his football career before it really got started. But he was apparently, from what I can tell, he was um, he was on path to to do something in, in football. 
Um, but this, the, so he he didn't really stop there because I knew about this from I've seen it on Instagram and whatnot. He is a very athletic man. Basically, he he's participated in uh, a lot of. So he's done fifteen marathons, three ultra, really? three ultra marathons, three half Ironmans, two Ironmans. Um, busy man for sure i think he does some with his family as well i'm not sure how many he's done with his family but definitely himself he's a very active man very fit apparently i mean i know i can't do uh, uh any of those so fair play he he may not be known for being an athlete but i reckon that qualifies as being an athlete for sure wow wow yeah i know that he played i remember playing a, a charity football match at uh, manchester united one of these w- world yeah. matches i remember he he, he he took out um uh, Teddy Sheringham, did he? Yeah, I think I think it was him. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah. Teddy wasn't very happy. I remember we got they got a bit. Uh, so it's the only person who swears at Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and and obviously, uh, fair enough too. Now listen, um, I've got a little chat. Scott's getting a little bit per, um, perky. Change the if it's one 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 in cricket, the umpire normally stands on one leg. Scott Brown, your little beauty. Interesting. I'm going to have a look at that. Oh, I'm going to try and take notice. Well, let's see if I'm going to look up why? some YouTube YouTube stuff. Why, why, why do they know, do that, Scott? If you're listening there, buddy, so why do they do that? If it's one one one, the cricket umpire used to. But I guess it's sort of signa- signalling that you know, like that so, jinxing. Yeah. You know, it's part of that. Maybe it's just part of cricket banter. But that's pretty cool. Very interesting. Very very interesting. Hey, listen, I said to you that we are going to. Um, we've got some uh, volleyball. From down in Ash, I have got um, Merlin Hurt, who we know is um, plays down there, and here is uh, what she has got to say, or got got some information because it's good to know what's going on in other sports. Let's listen to Merlin and what's going on in Ash. From Merlin, who's playing in Ash. Last weekend we had um, Cup weekend, and uh, there weren't many surprises. Uh, all the team teams who were favorites went to the next round. It was a bit sad that Strassen had a, in the first round already per tranche. They were Strassen won three zero and is ready to defend their cup from last year again. And um, it was a quite tight and intense game. And absolutely, per tranche had their chances there, um, but. Uh, I f- it looks like uh, Strassen was so much better coached and um, so they took their 3-0 win and made it to the next round. Um, also because different uh, levels, like teams from different divisions are playing the cup games. So Ash, men's team, is in first division right now and played against the Novotel League uh, team, Volleyball Club Pelaire. And uh, so if you're in lower division, you get in every set four points. You start 4-0. Start so Ash won the game 3-2 and their last set, set, sets were really close. And their last set was also 15-13. So you can imagine how how much help for them, the 4-0 points. Of course, they had to play and and volleyball club player should be in the Novotel League level. But with the four zero uh, points ahead, like it was Ash who won the game and made it to the next round. Uh, Ash girls, we lost three zero to Steinford. Mama is in the next round. 
team was already by. They are already next round. Wolfredange won against Bertrand's girls 3-0. They're in next round. And uh, other, also like all the other men's teams who were supposed to win, they, they won and uh, made it to next round as well. And uh, now this weekend are coming up our um, Novotel League games again. Mm, the strong, like Ash, uh, sorry, uh, Walfordange and Jim haven't still played against each other yet. So I think everybody's waiting for this game to see uh, who's better right now. And that would could give a little, um, like a bit away how this season might look like. And um, yeah, Ash is still trying to keep up with the Novotel League level. We have had some really good games against Jim and then not so good games against uh, against Steinford. We've been struggling a lot and um, yeah, we just we just keep pushing and hope it's at one point we, we can surprise uh, some teams with our good game as well. That's it about volleyball right now. Have a great evening. Thank you very much, Merlin, for your uh, for your content on the volleyball. It's always good to keep in touch. Have you been in? Um, have you watched some volleyball locally? No, I haven't. You done? The only, the only volleyball I've gone near is the beach volleyball up at Sassanche. Oh, okay. There we yeah. go. But um, it's usually horrible weather, so there's not usually many people up there. But no, I haven't done any of the, uh, the proper indoor volleyball stuff, though. Yeah, they had an anniversary just recently, um, the Luxembourg Federation, and they had a um, sort of like the king of points. Uh, um, uh, a bit no, quite what we've done in squash before, where someone sits out, a team sits out, and then people, and, and then a new oh, team right, comes yeah. in. So just recently, they had a, a, a massive turnout um, up there. So it's loads of fun. Merlin, who is playing down in in, in Ash, um, and I've sent a few few punters along to go and have a have a look at the games. I said it's pretty, it's good fun. And he said, and particularly the men, you know, they they fear all get up there and they can. Oh yeah, they smash. It. I've seen Mac the heck yeah. out of that ball. Really, really quite um, interesting indeed. Hey, listen, I just want. Um, before we come on to the rugby union, which obviously we really want to um, dig about, Scott's just got, got back to me as well, and he said the, the, the umpire he stands on one leg to avoid bad luck. Oh, fair so enough. Ra- yeah, I thought of more of a, like a bit of taking the Mickey right. Oh, we're on one, <laughs> but he stands on one leg to avoid b- bad luck. But uh, thanks, Scott, for that heads up and, and confirmation on that. Um, I know he's also sent a, um, a message there. We're just going to go into a little bit about the Sports Press Awards. And Scott, I know you're uh, listening live on the show, but and it'll be appreciated if you can give um, uh, give your opinion or two on who you think it's going to win. But anyway. What uh, the story is, is that on the 7th of December, again, it will be the Sports Press Awards, of which members of the Sports Press LU, that includes you and I, Scott, <laughs> not determine the best Luxembourg athletes in various categories, which is why we might have a stab in the dark of that right now, mate. In addition to the traditional honours, um, i.e. the Sportsman of the Year, um, the Coach of the Year, Sportswoman of the Year, obviously, and team team of the year. There are five more awards to be um, that have been dished out. One is the um, um, the prize of the young hopeful um, female. The prize of the young hopeful and in the in, in masculine female was uh, Ihesuti, who is the uh, volleyball player. Um, Finn Kemp, he won the the the, the boys um, hopeful. Um, the prize for sport and handicap was Steve Notham. The prize for ultra sport was Pit Van uh, Rezevic. 
and the Prix d'honneur was Susie Goodart. Now, there are four other prizes which we will... Um, so those ones have already been they've decided? Been, they've been announced already right, okay. um, pre, um, pre-event. But the Wait, four, so where, where are they holding the event? Are they? they normally hold it down in Mondorf. Okay. Good, yeah, good question. Um, well, I certainly was there last year. There are four other prizes, um, uh, which the lists are out now from which... The sports journos uh, from the country who are members of the sport press LU can determine their favourites. Maybe we should become members, Scott. Um, <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not really sure we should get hold of that. But in the sportsman of the year, and this is where I want you to throw your two cents worth in, and if you know any as as well, there, Anton. We've got um, Leonardo Barrero from football. Um, is in the mix. Bob Bertam is from Athletics. We know Bob. He's been in the show. Victor Bettendorf, uh, show jumping is an excellent uh, year um, this year for sure. He would he would have to definitely go up, um, uh, be in the mix. Fencing, uh, Flavio Giannotti, and one uh, he's been hosting on our show a, n- a number of times. In fact, he's probably going to give us a shout out. He'll send us a text in a minute. <laughs> um, uh, Charles Grethen, obviously Luxembourg's fastest 1500, 1800 meter runner. Cycling, Alexis Kerr. Basketball, Ben Kovac is in in the mix as well. Football, Anthony Morris, he's the uh, goalkeeper, and and I think he plays for Standard or Anderlecht. I'm not sure which uh, which team he is. And then uh, Greg Monster, who was on the on the show only a month ago, triathlete uh, Gregor Payet and uh, in dressage again back onto the horses it's Nicholas uh, Wagner Erlinger so I'm um, Scotty put your uh, two cents worth who do you think well, well, you would go for in sportsman of the year while you're texting me here are the sportswoman athletes of the year who's up for a selection Vera Hoffman athletics who we know she's been um, she's been in the studio before and uh, wears a little uh, I think New Zealand fern on the on, on the necklace that makes you go a bit faster does it yeah we also encourage you to wear red because apparently when you wear red Statistically, most of the more, um, when you look at the winners, the winners who've winners been wearing red, red. That's right. So we gave her that piece of advice, and she's doing very, very well at the moment. That's for sure. Um, someone who is also doing very well is uh, uh, Gianne Lahair, the triathlete. She's smashing it at the moment. Her world rankings like right up there in the top five, I believe. Um, cyclist uh, Christine Majeris, soccer Laura Miller, who's playing in Liège as well, I believe. Um, gymnastics, good for, uh, uh, squash playing friend of mine. His uh, daughter Celeste Mord, uh, Mordenti, she's uh, hopeful for for Paris as well. Um, table tennis, Nizi Lian, she's not the first time she's been in the in the list. Cyclocross, Marie Schreiber, who's done, um, done another excellent performance. I think finished silver medal in the um, over the weekend in France in the European Championships. Um, archery in the compound, uh, Maria Schulkner. Um, athletics well we can't miss out uh, Patricia van der Verken and of course karate athlete Jenny Walling gee whiz that is stacked that is stacked I tell you what I don't know who I could I, I could pick who, who would you go for sportsman well I mean I might be biased but I reckon uh, they're missing someone off that sportsman of the year and it's got to be Mr. Mr. William Mr. William, William Scott Brown William well, Obviously. we're going to come on to that in a minute. I'm, because I'm very uh, upset that there's no rugby nominations, ex- but I am very biased. Would, should be he, biased. Would, he would get my vote, that is for sure. Because when we come on to the rugby, we're going to hear that he played a stellar, stellar match, but he, he can't pick himself, so I'm interested to see who he's going to who's going to pick out of uh, that. Flavio Charles, Alex Kirsch, Ben Kovac, Anthony Morris played un- outstanding. Gregory Monsters having an outstanding year as well. Ooh, tough bitten or far. It's very, very tough. And then you look at the woman who... Oh, geez. Tough, tough, tough. 
Um, I need a little bit more time to think, but here, whilst I do think, I'm going to give you the team of the year in basketball. It's the women's national three on uh, three on three. Um, also, the men's national team in basketball. Um, same with the football. I mean, how good are we going in the football well, at the moment? I mean, they just keep getting better and better. Th- that's for certain. Tennis, the Davis Cup team, they get a, f- a couple of fantastic results recently. Um, and then the table tennis duo, doubles partner, uh, Sarah Dunot and Nia Zilian. Um, the women's national team in table tennis. And then in the compound again, in the mixed doubles, it's um, Schalkner and uh, Savert. Oh. oh, I'm going to come back to it. My sportsman of the year, my pick, I would go, and I'm not part of the sports press value, um, I would go with um, big one. I'd go with Victor Bettendorf, to be honest with you, in the show jumping. That would be my my pick. Interesting. Um, woman, sports woman of the year. I I I don't think you could turn away from Jan Lehar. She's she's been in my terms. Yeah, she's been the most outstanding. Uh, table tennis. Uh, no, um, Jan, um, triathlete. Oh right, yeah, yeah, she's sorry. really really doing well. I mean, yeah, incredible season. There's a new league that she's been competing in as well, like a team event. She's been smashing it there. Team of the year. Oh, good one! I know the table tennis have done really well. Is it in the in the pairs, the doubles? You know what? Oh, basketball have been doing so well. Ken Dieterich has done it like a stellar job with these t- these guys. Ken was in this. I'm going to go. I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to go the Davis Cup team because they got they had a really good upset in the summertime um, down in Ash. So I'm going to go. I'm going to throw a curveball in there and, and and say give it to the Davis Cup team. Coach of the year, Tommy Danielson, t- table tennis. Ken Dieterich is in there for ba- um, basketball. Dan Lorang, cycling triathlon. Luke Holtz, well, of course, he has to be, and he's done a stellar job as well. And, of course, um, Arno Stark, who's... Wow, man, this is tough. You know what? There has been some phenomenal like performances, I think, in the... Well, that's the thing. It's great to see that there's so many strong options for for award winning in sport different sports as well it's not just dominated by you know what you you typically think luxembourg are good at there's so many different variety of sports there in the men the women the the teams the coaches everything there's so many different yeah. um like you say really strong strong yeah. options there which is which is great yeah. to see Scott's just piped in he's he's he reckons that um gian lehair would be be the, the triathlete sportsman yeah i i think so too that's is my bet um, men, I don't, I don't know who you got, Scott. You reckon a triathlete? You reckon a triathlete or cyclist? Well, there's only one triathlete, and that's a Gregor Payet. But I don't know. I reckon uh, Victor Victor Bettendorf's just enough. I mean, Flavio Giannotti's trying to get him into the Olympics and doing training. He's improved his uh, world world ranking. He finished, did, I think, 14th, I think, in the World Championships or 20, 24th, 14th. One of them, I can't remember off the top of my head so anyway that's all to look forward to in um in on the seventh hour that's that not too far away let's take a short break and then we're going to come back and you are going to smash me with some rugby because if anyone knows anton agassi you are the man to know it's there again here he is merit merit leaks up with luke luke for the line keeps it alive Yeah, 
Yep, I have seen everything indeed. Anton Agassi, let's get into rugby, 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 my friend. Now, we're at the stud on the weekend. Well, you certainly were. Yep. Um, and you made a wee mention about Scott there as well, who um, we know played a, a bit of a blinder when he, he came on. Yeah, but can we'll, you give we'll me, get into Scott. Can you give me the A to, uh, the a to B right, yeah, from, the, right so from the start, bud? We, we had we had a cracking game at the weekend. In the, in the, it was in the big stadium, um, uh, Stade de Luxembourg. Uh, Luxembourg were taking on Austria. And um, just to set some context, it was quite an emotional uh, game for, for for a lot of the Luxembourg uh, players and, and fans and stuff because, well, for, for a couple of reasons, uh, most importantly, I'd say it was um, sort of in memory of uh, former Luxembourg teammate and friend to a lot of players, uh, Bob Wagner, I think we mentioned. Very emotional. Yeah. And uh, there was, so in, in order to honour Bob's memory, they got, it was quite nice, they got the family to come walk on the pitch um, before before the anthems. And Christian Olsen, the Luxembourg captain, um, went and embraced the family and, and we gave them a, a framed uh, Luxembourg jersey with Bob on the back um, for for the family, so I thought it was really nice, and and there was a there was a minute of applause for, for Bob for for, for Bob. As Not well. often you're going to see some big men cry all at once, but that'll be one. Was, that'll be yeah, one it for. Was, it. I mean, like I mean, a lot of the senior players played with Bob in the national team, so um, yeah, it was it was we, the the boys were definitely playing for 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 Bob um, against Austria. Um, and also, I mean, a uh, side note as well is it was quite emotional for a lot of the boys because it was it was Scott's last game in yep. in in Luxembourg colours. So um, did he st- did he start? No. So Scott Scott was on the bench um, to to begin with. We'll, we'll get on to to the impact he had off the bench. But um, yeah, he he was off the bench. Our, our Let's Talk Sport co-host. Um, but yeah, it was his last run out with the Red Lions. Um, uh, he's decided to to uh, close the curtain on on his international career. We don't know. Maybe a bit down the line, we get into some some coaching. Who knows? He's he's, well, he does, uh, I mean, there's a lot of he's already he's, doing he's, some player coaching at, at Volfer already. His club. So um, we'll see. I was just having a look back into the archives because obviously, a bit of a senior senior member of of the Luxembourg national team. Um, so I've got some facts here. Since making his debut in 2014 against Greece. Scott has, and you might have to correct me because this is all Wikipedia. Um, this is all on Wikipedia. So apparently Scott has played 27 times for the Red Lions. I thought it was a bit more than that. So you might have to correct me on that. He's, but in those 27 games for the Red Lions, he has amassed a staggering 245 points. So Ooh, that's wow. the second, uh, highest sec- second highest of anyone in Luxembourg. Who's, uh, who's got a higher than that? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think... Scott Lowe, he'll know all this. About, he, be, he was ch- chasing it down <laughs> every yeah. game. Um, I think they're about on 280, so he wasn't far off. Um, he That includes four tries, 39 conversions and 49 penalties. Now, I don't know if that includes... Yeah, well played, well played. I don't know if that includes this at the weekend, which we'll get on to, but... Um, that is that is unbelievable. That is an unbelievable um, number and of points. Have, have cons- you played with them? Have you play, have you actually played one on one? So, with Scott? well, that's the thing. I've had the pleasure of playing with Scott for f- uh, five games with him uh, for for Luxembourg, and um, honestly, in that in that time, that short time, honestly, you can tell that 
He is an unbelievable player and bloke on and off on and off the field. He brings so much to the team. You can ask any of the new guys that come in. He's always the first person to say, look, if you need a hand, you come talk to me, I can sort you out. Any of the senior players that need uh, some advice, Scott's there. He's part of the leadership group. You know, he he's, like I say, he's player coach. He, he does it all. And like, like I say, he's just a, a good bloke as well. So he's going to be loving this. He's going to be sitting on oh, the couch listening, the couch, to, listening yeah, to... But um, he'll be, he'll no, wearing, yeah, I can't... He'll be wearing his budgies. He'll be only wearing his yeah, budgies. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of him. And, and I've only, you know, been around for that short period of time, really with him so I can only imagine what uh, an unbelievable uh, servant to to Luxembourg rugby uh, Scott has been well, I hope the FLR certainly look, uh, looked after him on his last day of the pl- playing for the uh, for the colours. That's well, for sure. I hope they give him a, a good old sending off. I know yeah. that I know the, the the players certainly would because they're very close to him yeah. and and they value uh, how much um, input he has he has given them. And and he's you know he's in some ways for some players he's raised a lot of the players. Right? Oh, yeah. he's coached he's coached a lot of the young guys. He's that brought are a lot of in guys there. up through the system. And um, like I say, he's he's been unbelievable. And um, who knows? Maybe he'll be back in the in the uh, there for last setup in some sort of a different role. Who knows? In the yeah, future. I certainly I, I, I can certainly only hope. hope. Can, yeah, no, absolutely. I hope he can contribute to the to the national um, to, to, to the national program because he's uh, yeah. I mean, there's a wealth of talent here. I'm just trying to think. You know, you've got you, you've even got uh, James Kent, for example, yeah. someone's working. I mean, you got that are, that's living down the road from. From like okay, Sessonja, yes, but he's um, in and out of Luxembourg all the time. That can offer value. I mean, you got people like Scott. You got people um, Isaac uh, Sayman. Yeah, they can offer so much. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really know if any of them are really involved. Well, I hope Scott does. I hope he no. can be. I, I hope he can contribute and 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 help the national side. That's for sure. Because uh, well, I know we're struggling with a few games at the moment, but right. um, but yeah, I mean so. Like I say, it was it was an emotional game for for a couple of reasons I've just mentioned. So it, um, it, we we went into this game quite um, excited to play. Um, as for the game itself, um, this was Luxembourg's second pool game in uh, Conference One in Rugby Europe, Pool B, with hung- Hungary, and- uh, Bosnia, Slovenia, and we Austria, who we okay. we just played. So we previously they uh, we beat uh, Bosnia. Uh, fairly convincingly got the bonus point win hoping to do the same against uh, against Austria however first half um it was it was a bit scrappy first half um Luxembourg had we I mean I looked at it back recently and we came out firing like we did against Bosnia except the difference was we just didn't convert like I mean very opening first three four five minutes came out went through some phases good good ball um I think it was I want to say dry-ish, as in the floor was wet, but actually I don't think there was any rain to start off with. So hands were all right. Going through the phases, looked all right. The shape was there, the structure was there. Boys were up for it. But penalty here, penalty there, you know, um, drop ball. And it just sort of, it it just got a bit scrappy and we couldn't really, couldn't really convert. How much Um, of that is to blame on the wet weather? Um, like I say, I wasn't actually on the pitch. I won't. Mm-hmm. I won't know for certain. You know, I, I haven't got the ball in my hands. I didn't. You know, but um, you know, look, it was it was wet. But the penalties is nothing to do with the wet. Yeah, sure. That's discipline. That's mm-hmm. you know taking a step back if you're offside. That's not going hands in the ruck when you don't need to. That's you know heads up play. You know. Um, so yeah, there was a lack of discipline, and it sort of let uh, Austria into the game. It left them off the hook 
initially mm-hmm. and then let them into the game. Um, despite that, Engl- uh, Luxembourg did get a England, almost, England, almost, England. almost. <laughs> I'm wishing, I'm wishing England could win games like Luxembourg. <laughs> no, Luxembourg, Luxembourg got a um, got the early try um, after an Austria penalty from. Um, bad discipline so it was 3-0 up but then we uh, the, the lads fought back and, and got a try through uh, Lucas Schmidt the one of the new uh, guys in the setup um, plays in Germany uh, scrum half been really good started both games that he was available for got a try off the back of a really dominance it was one of those I was looking at as a forward I see this scrum five metres out powering forwards and it's one of those where the, the nine sort of picks and, and, and dots it, it does, down yeah. but look you know you, you take those if you're a scrum off you of know, course you play. you've yeah. still got to score moments, them right? so, but, um, so it got us got us back into the game got a bit more control but then it went straight back into poor discipline penalty I mean I'll be very candid with you the, the objective before the game I don't know if I should be saying this, but the objective before the game was to um, concede a maximum of five penalties per half. Now, we were 20 minutes in and we were already up to five penalties. Oh, right. And the coaches are backing from the sideline? I mean, I the coaches, I assume, were frustrated because, like you say, it, it's coach killers. Mm-hmm. You can play better than a team. You know, it's it's like what was what sort of, I hate to bring it back to England, but England playing against South Africa, they were fairly on top when it came to sort of around the park and then you give away a scrum penalty. 30 metres down the pitch, line out, mall, penalty, 30 metres down the pitch. You can't win games if you're giving away penalties. So um, it was just a penalty after penalty for for a little bit there for, for Luxembourg and Austria just take the three, take the three, take the three. So the the score got to 7-9, um, uh, 25 minutes in to Austria. Um, and it sort of kept getting worse as well because uh, Stefan Schapp got uh, a yellow card for a dangerous tackle. Um, and uh, not long after that, it got even worse because Matteo Franzina also got a yellow for continued infringement. It's one of those where, just like I said, again, discipline sort of mounts up. So we were down to, the, the lads down to 13. And um, well, at that point, when you're down to 13 men, the other teams automatically got a two-man overlap. They went in at the corner, Austria, well worked try, um, and took the uh, continued taking the leads to seven fourteen to Austria. Um, uh, but just before half time, uh, the boys did find some, some some cool heads resolve, which was good to see. Because after that initial plans not going the way you want it, you're giving away penalties. They're scoring points against you. It's frustrating. I know as a player, you give away a penalty, you get three points on you. You give away another penalty, and then starts adding up. The people don't realise when they're watching rugby, they're like, "Oh, go take the seven, take the seven. Yeah. Mentally, a team getting three points every time you make a mistake in your own half. Momentum, isn't it? It's brutal. It yeah. really is. So it was good to see the boys. They they managed to come back and once again through the. Really, for for pretty much the whole game, the dominant scrum they managed to. Uh, this time, Tony was having none of it. He he picked the ball up from the back of the scrum and, go. and got his got his try powered over from close. It was good to see. Um, boys went in at half time, twelve to fourteen, 14. thanks to the boot of Gautier Barres keeping us in the game as well, knocking over the conversions, which was nice yep. to see. And second um, half, how do we get on? So, um, so basically. Uh, like I said, I wasn't playing, but I was there in the in the changing rooms, and um, needless to say, there was a bit of a, a bollocking from the coaches and from a couple of the senior players. Um, but uh, the boys definitely uh, came out firing a bit bit more in the second half, uh, mm-hmm. and down to a couple 
a couple changes at half time. So Anthony Rossi came on, uh, Jocelyn, um, sort of lock number eight came on, and uh, you guessed it, Mr. Scott, Mr. Brown himself. Scott Brown came on as well. Um, did which, he go? Where, where did Scott come on? Did he come so, in the centres? No, well, got injured, wasn't it? Well, he told me I was on the phone with him today. He told me that the coaches said, "Okay, you're going to come on." So yeah, Barras, you're correct. The centre did come off. Yeah, and Scott came on, um, and they said, "Okay, Hugo's going to stay at ten, and you're going to slot in at 12. And Scott basically said, "No thanks. <laughs> um, I'll play ten. Hugo can go yeah, to twelve with, with, we'll, with the experience. You'd yeah. think it'd be better. Well, it's to put also him it, it makes sense as well. Hugo's got um, Scott won't won't mind me saying this. He's got a bit more bit more in the legs than than Scott nowadays. He's still only what twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, sure, he's, he's got a bit more speed to him as well. And like I say, Scott likes that run the show from 10 it is sort of uh, it it, it makes sense also they've played I want to say at least three of three games maybe four games at 10 and 15 sort of Mwanga Barrett style yeah so it would make sense for Hugo who normally plays 15 to play slot in at 12 so that's what they did and it really worked I'll be honest you could see the people in the stands could see I could see um when the boys came out second half you know, it, it it didn't matter that the first half didn't go to plan. It didn't matter that it was, you know, our discipline was poor. It was, we're going to crack on now. We're going to win this game. How many points did they put on there when when those changes made? 20? So, well, um, it started off with um, the, basically, because of the, the weather conditions, it was raining at that point. Mm-hmm. It's basically, let's get us in the right areas of the pitch and then we'll get points, you know. If we can't get points if we're in our half, so get us in their half then um, won some penalties. It's a rainy day. We win a penalty in their half. We're going for the post. That's exactly what Scott did. Went to the post, uh, got got it up to 15, 14, 48 minutes in. Um, same again, get get us in the right areas of the pitch. Between Scott and Hugo, they were bossing it, getting the boys in the right area of the pitch. Pressure built, pressure built, and uh, off some quick ball uh, in the 22 uh, Scott was able to feed Hugo, who went over in the corner. Um, that won't be the end. That won't be the last. Them to connect together in this game, they they seem to they seem to work really well together. So Hugo, put, uh, sorry Scott, put a lovely lovely ball into Hugo, finished really well in the corner, um, and then obviously man of the hour, Scott Brown nails the conversion from the touchline making it 22-14 which is very helpful because it puts you uh, eight points ahead which mentally for Austria they were ahead at half time and now they're eight Eight points down it's a big momentum shift they must be thinking where's this guy been why was this guy not starting so um, but the job wasn't done yet because we went out there we're we're an ambitious team or we like to think we are we wanted to get a bonus point like we did against Bosnia so um, we wanted a fourth try and um, that's exactly what happened on the 63rd minute. Uh, Scott, once again, off quick ball in the 22. When Finton came on as well, the replacement scrum half. No disrespect to Lucas Schmidt. He had an unbe- unbelievable game at nine as well. When Finton came on as well, it was perfect timing, really. It just brought that energy as soon as uh, Lucas... Well, that's, that's why they're on the bench, exactly. eh? to move it up a gear. And, and, the, and, the and he came on. Dying moments, he, you know, we get a penalty on halfway. He taps and goes because he sees the Austrians aren't getting back. Puts a lovely grubber through, you know, wins his, pose- uh, wins his possession um, five metres out. From the back of that, I think, um, off quick ball, good pass from from uh, Finton to Scott. Scott crossfield kick to Hugo. Hugo fends one off, um, engages the second defender 
offloads it to Kennan's Maxim Kennan's the winger who steams into the corner for the bonus point try. try. Oh, nice. I mean, okay, so just, you really got there. You, you got there in the end. Yeah, and um, like I said, this is all in wet conditions as well. To get a bonus point win is is pretty big, um, and you can't ask for more. We've played two games, um, got ten points, top of the pool. So, um, yeah, look, it's it's definitely something we'll learn that the boys will learn from. Um, what happened in the first half, but it's nice to see that we can still come back and 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 put in a performance. And the boys raised a few beers for Scott and the Twasium. Yeah, so um, he he was awarded man of the match, um, and he he uh, he seemed to enjoy uh, the match so much he decided to pull a full. Um, he went full kit. He, he stayed uh, in full kit. Alex, Alex Good. You know the the Saracens player. Everyone keeps saying that Phillips is the first guy to to do it. Alex Good <laughs> did it, mate. He's he's been there and done it in twenty was it twenty eighteen twenty nineteen Premiership when they won. Yeah, Scott did not take his kit off till he got into bed that night. Right. Well, that night, it, uh, that morning. That morning. I, I won't Fair say enough. what time in the morning, but it was it. Well, the sun, the sun was rising. So he's coming back into the show on Sunday. Yep. So uh, we sure will we'll get, we'll get first-hand um, his, his experience. And rightly so, I hope he, I'm, I'm pleased for him that he played an absolute blinder on his uh, final match. I really I really am. Look, we're coming up to wrap up the show. I know that there was a, a little bit of content there on, on karate. It was uh, uh, just to uh, inform our listeners that uh, Jenny uh, Walling, she has um, now been ranked 22 in the world following um, uh, her performance in Budapest last month, at the end of last month, like a couple of weeks ago. So that's fabulous news and, and hopefully it puts her in good stead to um yeah to, to, to continue um her quest let's say um she actually got beaten in the quarterfinals and and of by barbara paris from venezuela in there um and as, as i mentioned marie schreiber she finished got a silver medal in the weekend in Ponchateau in the european cyclocross championship so really Great stuff there. Um, there's a bit of obviously a lot, lots of basketball that went on, but uh, regretfully, I don't have time to go through that tonight. Thank you, Merlin, again. Thank you, um, Anton, for joining me in the studio. Scott, uh, who put in his efforts for uh, voting Jeanne uh, um, uh, Lehaire as uh, sport, our sportswoman of the year. Facebook, Instagram, RTL Play, that is where you can contact us on until. Sunday with Scott. He's going to be back. It's Chuck.